Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Schmo Me the Money with your boys Buck and Quiz Show. Uh, we had to take a week off. Jeff is a little busy right now with actual real life stuff. It's completely understandable. He's trying to move from his apartment to his house. So I completely get it. I was really and I was really wanting to do the show today. So I was so glad you said, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, yes, because I really wanted to do the show today. Um, so, yeah, it took me two uh, weeks to follow to, to, to catch up on uh titans yeah i uh, i i think i messaged you like saturday or sunday you're like i watched titans i'm like which one you're like uh no no no. this was yesterday this was on monday wait is that when i messaged you (laughs) that i asked you (laughs) see my date i don't what's up maddie what are you doing awake apple tea hey maddie we always appreciate the support because we know for you it's difficult for us because what is it like freaking 2 30 in the morning right now for you pops my man always always appreciate it there uh but no um we're gonna briefly briefly talk about titans episode number two which let me pull up that one is plot twist versus ruling class mr Irwin versus uh janine uh this, we don't really need to talk about the storylines because it kind of continues into episode three which is where we'll spend most of our time. But uh, right. plot twist versus uh, ruling class. So plot twist was Brandon the Hornet Hannah um, and Liz Shannon Miller. And then the ru- ruling class is absolutely dynamically hilarious mm-hmm. with Ty Lieberman and Whitney Seibel. I love ruling class. What's this here? No, I don't have 10 minutes left. You, you, are you, doing, uh, are you it, doing a draft? Yes, we're doing a fantasy football draft. Oh man, you have to be on here during that. No, I just freaking. Oh no. yeah, I guess it has been my turn for over an hour. My bad. Oh, Oops. you asshole. Yeah, I didn't see it. it it's how rude. It's on. It's on freaking Discord. Sorry. Well, why don't you just keep your Discord open? Why don't you pay attention to your messages? I um, yeah no. I ruling class is a lot of fun. Um, Whitney Seibold and Ty Lieberman seem to complement each other very well. With their particular brand of um, pretentious know-it-allness, dude, it works so well <laughs> mm-hmm. with those two. Absolutely, yeah. I really enjoyed it. Like, I really did. I, like, I was always a fan of Ty from uh, last mm-hmm. year. Yeah, Ty was fun. I really don't, Al. Uh, Ashley. I really don't. I've been really bad with this lately. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, ruling class versus plot twist. Um, it was a good match. Uh, um, overall, um, yeah. I, Brandon Hanna, if you're gonna watch this either live or on the replay, how the hell do you miss that hook question? I knew that instantaneously, but that's also because I watched that movie. Really, yeah. You also have to remember, like, uh, look, it it is. There's that whole thing of like how easy was a question. And to me, yes, it was also incredibly easy. But not everyone watched, excuse me, uh, Hook. Uh, or like sometimes there's like that one movie where it's like uh, a big gap that you think is so popular with everyone else. So, I mean, you either get it or you, you get asked a question. <laughs> Just fall apart. <laughs> Out of a bit, you scared the crap out of me with that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but no, uh, no, uh, congratu- 
congratulations there to I got to do this. The uh, ruling class, uh, they mm -hmm. uh, end up getting the win, 37-36. Uh, um, this match was close because uh, Plot Twist got uh, wi got Wizarding World in round two, and Brandon Hanna being an IG player. With these IG categories in rounds uh, rounds one and two, and potentially mm -hmm. round three, they're, they're early season intergeekdom questions. Like they are not very yeah. uh, difficult for these IG players. Um, yeah. it, it, it was great to see Brandon. And not, not to mention, IG level difficulties aren't necessarily put into the singles teams division in terms of like, you know, it, it's not going to be nearly as deep a cut when it comes yeah. to that. So, um, but no, uh, they were, they were probably difficult to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I um, and then very... by the way, so then there was also, you know, Brett Sheridan as a flirt and flouse. Uh, I think it's fun kind of seeing him in person. Um, or we'll see how long before he wears out his welcome again as that character. Um, interesting that there's Jill there as well, by the way, um, as this sort of not official manager, Christian noted in one of his. Q and A's online. She's not a part of the faction there. She's just there to like advise, which is inter interesting, I guess, because canonically speaking, I mean, she's not really an advisor to any previous factions. So, but I also wonder if Zaflirt and Flaus as is more of a character type, and she kind of is a quote unquote advisor to him wherever he may go, without mm -hmm. there being an official, you know, faction name. Which is funny because like. Technically, like if Jill were to stick around when they show up, right? Like if they show up next time ruling class plays or either of those people play individually. Technically, that's just like it's a group of people that's not a it's not an official faction, but they're kind of all together. So yeah. it who knows? Maybe that's other stuff that we'll see outside of the normal. Um, I did faction. like how Flaus was like, Oh, I'm giving one of these after shows a certain point of view. I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but no. Yes. Um, I love how Jill was trying to get uh word in there and the post match just couldn't do it. Like yeah. she felt like she was like she was way back there, stuck in a corner. You're like, oh poor Jillian. And then you have Ty and Whitney that are very good at playing, like so self-absorbed in their own genius. <laughs> That's why I think it works so great. Those two together work work extremely, extremely well. Um, so yeah. that uh, that was great to watch. Uh, the main event was Mr. Irwin versus Janine the Machine. We find out Janine is actually a part of the dungeon, which makes sense. She's yeah. really close I mean, with Kaiser and Smets. Uh, yeah, Ka Kaiser and Smets absolutely are friends. Kaiser is someone that always really wanted to work with her probably, so it works really well here. Um, I think that it's... Uh, Funny to see her, her more sort of laid back vibe that she has with the decidedly not laid back vibe that Kaiser presents. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I I feel as though he's really like leaning into like the Mickey trainer of it all. Yeah, he really uh, is. <laughs> um, yeah, the pork pie hat is very Rocky instead of Mickey. <laughs> This man hates you so much. Yeah, I don't think you understand what a bit is, Buck. So it's what happens where it's this running thing. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, so that's what he fucking gets. 
uh but no uh but no they both kind of struggle in round one only eight points uh janine gets courtroom drama mr Irwin gets sam jackson and he just ran the table Mm -hmm. um he ends up winning 21 to 19 it is not a tko as Irwin had to answer his two-pointer so um yeah always impressive to see when you're down like i think if you're down five plus going into that final round it's always it's very difficult. Yeah, it is a it is a tough hill to climb. Um, I feel like um, there when you're down by that much, like you know, you got to pr- pretty much get all three, or else you're done. Mm-hmm. You're totally knocked out. Or yeah, technically it's it's out. it's a real difficult place to be in at that point. Hello, Allison. The amazing well, Allison ceremony that, that you're back safe as well. Um. Yeah, so I, I it is difficult whenever it's down that much, but obviously Janine still shows that um, she ha- she's still good in a lot of areas. She has she needs work in other areas, um, but you know everyone needs work in some areas. So I mean, it's interesting. Ethan now really sort of trying to embrace this like heelish persona. I don't know yeah. how well it's working for me yet because I don't know. Maybe it's just this idea of like I'm a winner and I need to be with winners. So she goes. So he goes to Roxy, and if we go based on the fact that they're building off of what had occurred, like you know, last year, like, not a great place to be. I think for Irwin, it's gonna be tough to get him across as a heel because everybody loves Ethan because he's so likable. Yeah, yeah, he is such a likable guy. It's gonna be really hard. Like he. He's gonna have to get like really evil or just like be like because there was so chill. That's the thing. And it's a matter of how to make that chill seem dickish. Um, The there was one question where um Janine got it right and he like applauded. I think if you can run with the whole like just do it way over the top, like excellent job. No, Fantastic. I don't think I no, that doesn't feel like it would come from him naturally. That feels very forced. It's the idea though of that sort of I like the, the core of it, the idea of expanding upon if you're so chill and laid back, he could still be that, but if he then just becomes more passive aggressive, more sarcastic in the comments he says, maybe with with a certain dry sense of humor, um that that you know maybe it's like oh it's like to like the common eye maybe it's an actual compliment but really it wasn't like you know if 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 it's like oh yeah that really was that hard but it was like like i like like i i get you know why you missed it It was pretty hard and the question something like um what steven spielberg movie uh featured a shark so like if you if he could keep something sarcastic like that in check he'd be able to still keep the essence of you know who he is as a guy while also making it more interesting yeah um and the storylines here that were set up we had a uh, media a little uh talk between christian and gucci before the matches um it was actually like i think gucci in any scene he does is just pure gold comedy gold um because he's not acting he's just being gucci he's not acting i <laughs> so I, great I've, I've, it I've works talked it i've talked about it before i mean like you know some other people here you've hung out with with gucci i've seen tom i've seen tom around um he, this is exactly how he is this is him it as is. a person that's this why he's is... lasted so long because it's his, mm-hmm. it's his natural person it's just it's just tom 
And that's why mm-hmm. I think Christian loves to use him so much because he's like mm-hmm. gives him very little direction, probably. And he's like, just go with it. And he knows Coochie's gonna give him <laughs> some comedy gold. Uh, we did find um, out later in yeah. this match that the number one contender it's gonna be Sam Levine versus the Barbarian. Like we got it. Which I mean on a video, they did basically allude to it. Yeah, here. it was. I mean, it was it was wasn't just alluded it was oh in the opening of the season uh sam levine was going to be given uh a number one contender thanks to the uh whatever it's called um shmobanati shmobanati whatever that story was i never could really keep track of that glad it's just Uh, cleared up well because there Um, was like an entire season's worth where they set it up nothing happened um and i i really Christian, you're great I'm fine. We'll just move on. I don't care. Yeah. I think we can um, we can move on at that yeah. point. Look, we're, but all no, what I'm saying is they made that announcement there, and then on Twitter they said, Well, Griffin can't Griffin is gonna focus on teams later. Jeez. He's not gonna do singles, so as a result, um, Craig. it's going to be Craig. And then just we by process two of elimination, two together, it's pretty like on my like, who else would be given a number like they had to I mean the, the only one. the only other like weird like thing that I can think of that's even close to that where it's like, well, it won't be just those people that are announced is back when um Laura Kelly was lined up to and was already a number one contender in order yeah. to face um to face out uh for the belt um to Alex Damon but then Alex Damon lost to Demolanta and then suddenly Alex Damon was the number one contender. Um like there could be a weird thing like that. But yeah like it was it was it was incredibly obvious uh just based off of you know you could if you know how to read. And then uh, the final scene actually was you had Adam Witt meeting with JTE and T-H-E Paul Preston. Um, that was setting up. We move on to Titans yeah, number that's three. Some, that's, some, that's some silly shit. Um, <laughs> Not bad, uh, silly. Just silly. Yeah. Uh, they're called The Movement. We have, T- we have JTE versus T-H-E Paul Preston. Um, versus the Harris Bros. Um, I thought. Um, I think that uh, I I know I'm just jumping in here with this, but I think that it's a pretty enjoyable idea. I want to see how long it can sustain itself now, um, because Christian brought it up when he was on our good friends at Spin from the Real uh, yesterday. Che- the yes, um, go check, check them out, out on What Real Entertainment. They had Christian yeah. on for like an hour, maybe hour and a half. Gave some really good stuff over there. Like, yeah, I really so enjoyed it. A lot of that enjoyable. Like, it was a really good. It was a really good interview. Really good conversation with them. Um, from where I could, uh, when I was able to listen to it, since I was running around. AJ, and I think we're four episodes in. So mm-hmm. let's see three. what. Well, no, don't we have well, the pay per view? Oh, four, four, yeah. But well, no, he said the best. Okay, so it's not the best one this year specifically. It's. It's the best one. This it's it's you know like in in uh, the Simpsons movie. It's the best thing of your life so far. It's best so far. Of the year it's been so three far. weeks. But um, no, I mean I agree with AJ. I'm just saying we're pretty early yeah. on here, so we'll have but to wait. I want to see how long JTE doing this. I'm actually more fashionable than Gucci can sustain itself only because. JTE is a very different performer, I feel, than Gucci. There's a very, very specific thing that Gucci seems to do 
that I think is even lost on Christian's very good impressions of Gucci. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I think it's a fun thing because it also leans in hard to that thing that, that JTE does, which is just think he's such hot shit. <laughs> I mean, on, he's a great at least, at least on screen as as he projects himself as as a player, of course. Um, which is what we're doing. We're talking character. Um, I think this makes sense, yeah. Brian, that they play yeah. each other next. I mean, they're both going to be one and zero in teams, so we'll have to see. Um, because I feel like every matchup we get is going to have some sort of story aspect to it. Like it's going to make sense for. Us. I I I think that they would be great against each other. I think they're very weird clashing personalities that could like make for something interesting. Here's the other thing though, as far as new teams go, we've only seen a couple of new teams. It's only been a couple weeks with that. I think we need to hold off because like the movement would also be really fun against like, I mean, Uh, but we've had six teams compete and four of them are new. Yeah. But like, one of them is the movement here. One of them is ruling class. One of them is. So the new had. teams are video Dolph ruling yeah. class plot twists and movement. plot twist. Plot twist is the other one. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think plot twist necessarily would, would work um, as well against like the movement. I don't know. No. Um, but at least, but that's also just based off of introductory matches with them. I want to see who else comes out first and then see you know, who yeah. would actually feel like a good entertaining one because the movement versus ruling class feels like it really works as, as like a good new team versus new team. Each one is one and oh, but I want to see who else there is first because we know that there are a lot of things still in the pipeline. It's only, there's only going to quote, fi- I guess week four. So returning teams, we got wild berries, Shazam, um who else we got uh king arthur like are there any other real like any other teams that we get i don't think the two competitors are either on the same faction or going to be rogue together i don't know if we're going to get many returning teams other than right shazam king arthur and wild bears that i can think of right now that we know about returning yeah uh new ones i'm i i am almost like certain that we're going to see a bunch Sorry. of new corruption. They're never going away. I was literally about to say corruption who will never go away. And here's the thing. It's not like, it's not just like a sarcastic, like, oh my God, will it go away? It's like, they just keep fucking surviving. Because those two are corruption. Team? They are corruption. Is there any other team except for, except for wild berries? Is there any other team that's still around from before Anarchy? Before and no. I mean they started at Anarchy, of course, but you know what I mean. Uh no. I'm I I'd have to double and look. Leo Logan, if you're still watching, I bet you can get to it quicker than I can. But no, I think corruption is the oldest running team right now. Because I believe Shazam was season six. So I believe corruption is yeah, the Shazam. oldest. The real, real region. region. Yeah, we, That's, we don't know if they're. We don't know what yeah. they're doing right now. Until we know that they're actually involved, I wouldn't count them. Wait. Oh. Um. 
Oh yeah, I was about to say the Harris brothers, but the Harris brothers actually came during Anarchy, sort of, didn't they? Yes, because um, they 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 are technically slightly newer than Corruption, just because there was. Well, what was uh, weird is they kind of like they were together, they went apart, and then they came back. So I'm like, does that count? Well, yeah, because Wildberries counts as far as and Wildberries. No, but I mean, around, yeah, Makuga and Dewberry weren't on different teams. So they were on different factions. I know, but they weren't like different teams like you got with JT. Yeah, but they're still back. They're still back. I don't know. It doesn't count to me. Um, but no, this match was great. We got the wild card slice again. This time it was Alien Invasion. That was great. Yeah, that's a pretty um, solid category. Um, it's I, I knew it's three of the five. Like, just like a, so I felt definitely just like a, a slice of uh, out of like sci-fi fantasy. It's It's a pretty good. Uh, way to just take one minimized like like piece of it. I don't even remember the questions, but I'm pretty sure I got uh, them. One was about pixels, pixels, uh, and basically what was like. One was about Independence Day Resurgence. Yes, I and, and then, yeah, I I I know that the questions were good. I just don't remember what they were. Uh, um, one was like it listed the name of John Boy Yeager's character in Attack the Block, but it was like. Who played? Oh no, no, this... it was who played Moses. It was who played yeah. Moses in it, and it was John Boy. Yeah, you don't have to recap the rest. I was trying to say it's okay, but thank um, you. Okay, no, my favorite moment from this match is in round two. Movement against Tom Hanks. Mark asks the movement, "Is that your final answer?" And The goes, "What? Are we streaming?" I, I legit fell on the floor. I was laughing so hard. I was like, "Oh, that was so great, so great, Paul." Oh, T-H-E, that was, that was hilarious. Like, yeah. I want someone just to do it sometime. Just go, hands up, hands up. I I would just I die laughing. That would be just, and I could just hear Christian going, just hear his eyes rolling in the back of his head. Like, oh my God. I mean, digital there age. could be some fun talk making reference to the digital age, but I also feel like it's not necessarily the so most Luke mockable. Because, yeah, people by. got exhausted. But it still was part of the show. It's still part of the history of it. There's a lot to criticize from it. I think there's a lot to applaud as well. So, but I think discussing the merits of it uh, is is old at this point. I'm telling you, man, I was so exhausted from from the digital age. Um, yeah, so. I like last like it was exhausting. Like we would have those weeks where we'd have like three matches, four match, like five match. You're just like, like it, it was it it was brutal. Um, one thing I'm very interested to see how they're going to handle this with Titans, and someone brought it up in the Reddit a couple weeks ago, the Ultimate Schmodown uh, tournament. Like they, there's no way they can do a 32 person uh, tournament the way Titans is currently constructed. Where we get two matches, it would take four months. Mm-hmm. So they would like. I think they might go down to 16. That one at least takes two months, which is usually about how long the the Ultimate Schmodown takes. Usually they start in like late September and it ends right. about halfway through November. Like you usually find out who's going to be at Spectacular about a month before. Yeah. So um, we are not because it is unfortunately not at a convenient time. Yeah, it's it's at six o'clock Eastern and I'm going to be dealing with stuff because I'm moving and that's Bucks like wait working at that time. I work or, till uh, seven Eastern. Yeah, so, so it's, I just it just it, 
it just didn't work out. Unfortunately, it's probably so. going to be like that every month too. So it's just not going to work for us. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, I think it would be. I think it would be. You know, uh, maybe helpful only because. Like when finding out about uh, the the conferences, and I know that you know there's so many after shows that can participate in them, and uh, you know not everyone always gets to be a part of it, and maybe someone wants to be a part of it one time, and maybe they don't want another time. But yeah, I there everyone with the amount of like after show groups there are, there's so many different schedules. It might be good to like I don't know if if they want to do it for future press conference stuff or if there was um other you know ways of doing it like you know send out like a survey monkey or something like that where it's like well what's your availability for this um, month in, yeah in in this month or something like that knowing that there's going to be a press conference i think that would be very helpful um obviously i think it also you know it depends on you know what works on their end too if it's christian that's yeah. running it or if it's you know someone else or terry lynn or whoever else but like you know if they could determine who would be running it then send that out based on their schedule hopefully that could help um but Um, the uh yeah the movement win this match so congratulations there to paul preston t-h-e paul preston gets his first team's win his first team's win ever his first team's win he's been a part and and not to mention I mean, this is Adam Witt as his own as an official manager, his first win for teams, and this is his. Is this his second match that he's managed? Yes, so far he yeah, met, and so he's one and one technically because uh, as, as a manager, yeah, as a manager right now he's one and one, which is more than he had ever been as a player. <laughs> I love it. And the thing is, uh, both both Paul Preston, the uh, powder keg, and the razor Adam Witt, like their losses were by the skin of their teeth. Like they were so close. So it wasn't like they weren't deserving of it. Um, yeah. So it just, things just didn't go their way for them. So mm-hmm. um, that's very just much. a bummer. Uh, the main event of this match, which was very highly anticipated. Being gone for four years. The inglorious one, Sam Levine, comes back in a number one contenders match, faces Craig, Craig, not Greg, as some people like to state. Craig the Barbarian of the Finstock Exchange. Sam Levine just by himself. By himself. Went perfect. Right? Um, I I was go perfect. Yes. Um be, he checked down two hours ago. He checked down in round two, so he didn't get all possible points. He but... didn't get he didn't have per, he didn't have hundred percent PPE, but he went perfect in terms of all questions. Yes, every question that Sam was asked, he did get correct. Uh Craig missed uh the cheaper by the like who directed cheaper by the dozen there yeah. in uh round one, and that was pretty much the well, uh, Sam also got a he, steal. Yeah, because because uh, what's his name? Um, Craig had a few checkdowns or a miss in round two. Uh, he had so. two checkdowns. He got one of them and he missed the second. It was like it was about a the journey of Natty Gan. Uh, question. Yeah. Never heard of the movie. Uh, star, like, ah. Starring Mer- Meredith Salinger, um, who's currently married to Patton Oswalt. For those who care, 
Brian, I think what he means by that is he's so talented, he probably will be a triple threat. Because if you remember, Craig's also been very open um, about how he's wanted to be in teams and things just don't work out. He is a guy who, if he goes into teams, he'd still do very well. He is yeah. a triple threat. And also, of course, need I remind you, teams and singles are virtually the same thing. It's just a little bit of a dynamic when you have to when you confer with someone else, but otherwise, it's the same exact pooling pool of questions. Yeah, it's They're not the like same a, stuff. it's not like the question. I mean, depending on the time of year, the questions may be a little different between the two, but they're it's pretty much the same. Like you're using I mean, the, they're same the same thing because they're the same cat. They're the same categories. Like right. they don't have like a, a list of categories for IG for Star Wars for singles and teams. No, singles and teams have the same categories. Like it's the same stuff. So die hard uh, in a blank could easily show up in singles. Probably not now that it's already been done, but you know. Is 1950s a new category for round three? That's interesting because it sounds like they might have just split up the decades that constituted uh classics uh classics because classics used to be anything pre-1970 okay and now i, I think then, we had 60s had six, this year too. it was yeah they had 60s um and then i think it was spun again but yeah that it, that's what was interesting about it um yeah 50s and 60s yeah. are new slices yeah like new individual slices so yeah uh because classics i feel like why? I just want to interrupt you. I just want to interrupt you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Ultimate. Beans. Beans. <laughs> um, but no, Sam ends up winning 31-26. Uh, so now we know he will be playing Marisol McKee in the main event at the pay-per-view this Friday. Um, mm -hmm. It's going to be very exciting uh, to watch. Um Sam is currently on an eight-game win streak. Sam has won eight matches in a row. Marisol is looking to tie that record if she defends on Friday. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet record. Um, uh, both of them. Both of them. It's a real sweet record. Like, sweet, like... Back up that honey. <laughs> Sugar. Thank you, Evan. This, this is constant use, by the way. Constant reading. <laughs> it's just been a while since I clicked on any of these. Oh, this bullshit. Can we just cut that one part out where he makes it that face and just have that be a gif or something? Yeah, yeah. I can, And then I'll go ahead and I'll tweet it at Jake. <laughs> um, but no, uh, congratulations to the Inglorious. I love how as soon as he wins, Rachel's right there to give him a hug. I thought that was that was a great moment. Of course, she's been there behind the scenes with him this whole time as manager too. I mean, like, damn. So uh, impressive there. Uh, now let's move on to whoo, the the oh god that that scene. Uh, so we get a scene after. The main event, we have Shannon Barney sitting with Marisol McKee, who is trying to get Shannon's attention to talk about Adam Collins. This is, in my opinion, 
the best cut scene the Schmodown has ever done in person. I thought they were, the only other one that comes to mind is when Chandru got dropped by Swag uh, last season. But that was like a it just it wasn't the same feel, didn't have the same connection. But this scene, wow, Christian, I gotta say that was impressive. Um, amazing job by Shannon. Shannon sold it very well too. So did Winston. I mean, all like everyone in that scene, all four of them, sh- yeah, four of them sold that scene very very well. Uh, Adam Collins is now a pro- a part of Swag with Winston. Um, like you could tell Winston was like, I had to like, he, like he, it didn't look like he, it just was like, you could just see the heartbreak in Shannon's eyes that she lost a child. Like it's literally what it looked like is she lost a family member. It was fine. Really? It was fine. It was fine. Um, and, and here's what I'll say uh, about, you know, I mean, like, obviously you watching this, you just feel a whole bunch of emotional damage. That's exactly what popped in my like Christian emotional damage. Thank you. Yeah. Um, this is the first we saw of Collins this year, right? Yes. Okay. So the only thing we saw previously for corruption, like main stuff was when shannon made her announcement right of like who she was keeping and she didn't mention collins and collins wasn't brought up i believe like i i definitely know that he wasn't in that video i don't know if she brought there was there there wasn't really anything else at least as far as i could tell from the look of it um and someone can correct me if i'm wrong and please do uh i don't remember there being anything else that happened um since you know the last time we saw him last year um and him showing up to hug marisol on stage which is like not necessarily character stuff um so it has corruption winning and then it has her choosing people she doesn't mention collins and then this is the first time we see him and it's him being like well i had to look out for myself there's a scene or something storyline wise that is missing to bridge those to to bridge that gap um no i'm talking about the names that were announced as as joining you know laura kelly marisol corruption the team like that's what i mean um and there's no bridge scene to actually have it be where like oh collins needs to look out for himself it feels like we need to do that based on the idea of there are five people and that's it and like sure it's the idea of you know trust the audience they're just gonna know but from an emotional that that's from a logical standpoint we understand from an emotional standpoint i feel like there's this thing missing uh that should have happened beforehand in order to make it hit as hard um if that makes sense uh i i just think that you know it's like there was a scene that they forgot to put in or that could have made this better and then after that there's winston where when we see when we've seen him pop up in like what two dress it was it was he in two or one um cut scenes recently i know he was definitely in the one he was definitely in the one which had uh craig 
and Evan, by the way, together. Evan was there on that on screen too, which means that Evan filmed the match, um, which is interesting. Um, uh, well, you know, you'd think that Evan would based on him because he lives in Atlanta. With, Why the hell is yeah, he in with, Los Angeles? Um, everyone, everyone's fighting over Ethan there, and then there's and then there's you know, uh, Winston being completely leaning into the swagginess of of you know what Winston can do. Um, and I get the idea that maybe there's uh, there could be something a little more serious um, that he can play serious. He's done it. He did that with Chandru, Chandru, Chandru. Um, but yeah, it's, once again, it's I think that that's the last time we saw him goofy being like the being like the dope dude he is. It feels like there should have been something else. There should have been like, hey, they talked, and then you know he, and then there was just like you know, that, that wavering feeling with Shannon and maybe there was a scene of them talking and it has Winston be that dopey guy and kind of transition back into being serious there because I don't know, it just feels like there's something missing. And yeah, obviously someone could be, you know, goofy one moment and serious the next, but it feels like there needs to be something that bridges in. I know I keep repeating it, but that's sort of where I am on it. It doesn't fully work for me, narratively speaking. Um, I wouldn't mind us getting a scene of like how this whole thing transpired, like, like sort of like a flashback to kind of see after. I think it's Colin... too late. I think we just move forward and we just take it as it's a piece of criticism. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, it's criticism that uh, works. Maybe there's something I'm saying that isn't actually connecting it, and I missed something there. And you know, if if there's something else that's in there that uh, I didn't connect with, maybe that's my fault. But that's that's just how I feel. Um, um, I, I don't think I we need saw... any flashback. I think we just keep moving forward. If we do flashbacks, then we're going to end up dealing dwelling in the past. And this whole season is about moving forward anyway. Um, I think uh, what was I going to say? I had something on my mind. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, but then um, I interrupted you, and that's what happened. Yes, so now you yes, that's right. that's what happened. No, 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 okay, no. Now, so at the end of the scene, Shannon pushed. So, anyways, I interrupted him again by taking him off camera, and <laughs> um, I, I saw a lot of people theorizing, like, does this, with her putting the crown down, is this like her starting to do a face turn? No. I don't. Shannon is not no. a face. Shannon Shannon is not a face. In fact, I don't think that she should have cried at all. Also, I don't think I think that it's incredible. Like, like, okay, good. She did a good job. Marisol crying makes perfect sense just because of just like their partnership relationship. But I just think that she shouldn't have done that. She should have propped up. I, I don't know. It feels like she should have been more angry. And not that's what I want to see what she does now. Like, I want her to get angry because I think her, I think that that is that feels more in line with what we've seen of her she cares she cares she cares but i think that she shouldn't have cried and been sad i think she should have been angry sad that's how that's how i feel i mean it could have been angry like she's she's angry no. That there's no semblance of anger anywhere in there because she then goes and holds him and hugs him and just like, take good care of him. There's no anger there. That's all sadness and regret. And that's that's a take. I don't think it was the right take. I think uh, that everyone performed it well. Yeah. Yeah, she lost a family member, but the whole thing was that she kept him in limbo for so long, and they even referenced how, oh yeah, he needed so to keep long. his options It was open like, it was, blah, blah, blah. 
whatever. It was like um, a month the can the canon show makes no sense at this point anyway. <laughs> we don't know when is we don't know when it is. Um, what is because yeah, she lost a family member in corruption. Yeah, she lost a family member that she kept in limbo. Blah blah blah. Once again, should have had some sort of a bridge in order to connect these for this to make sense, but it doesn't. We don't have any. This is such a blind side. I think she should have just been more angry about it. I don't think that crying and being sad for the scene was actually the right course. Once again, if there was some sort of a connection, some chain in this, some link in this chain that needed to be uh, plugged in there, I think maybe that would have worked. Anyways, uh, this, I'm, I'm, this, I'm, I'm, I'm going in so many circles on this. This could be a very rough week for corruption. They have two matches on Friday. So say this happens. What if Chance loses against Bibbs mm-hmm. and Marisol loses to Sam? Like, it could be a very low moment for uh, corruption there. It definitely would feel low. I mean, if she lost, I just want to see more anger. I want to see more fire out of her because that's the energy that she's given. I want to see the queen of... of corruption that's who i want to see so i don't know maybe there will be some sort of turn i think that there needs to be a little more justification she's not going face i don't people that no 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 a turn in terms of like attitude a bit not face just just like i don't know i don't know how to describe it exactly just shannon's personality just doesn't like she'd be hi guys no yeah Exactly. Thank you, Joe Rogan. She should have been some sort of scene to act as a bridge for Collins to swag. You know, I, uh, you know, good question. I think maybe there should have been some sort of a bridge. Well, no, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I mean, who knows? We could have a scene to start the uh, pay per view that kind of, um, kind of uh, continues that storyline that we got here. Um, but no, I, I thought this was great. Uh, but this Friday we have uh, Chance Ellison versus Bibbs, then Sam Levine versus Marisol McKee. Um, it's going to be a entertaining pay per view for sure. Uh, I'm really enjoying Titans. Like I really like I do like the format. Like it does feel like the show. It, it feels like a show that you got to tune in every every week when it's live just because it always provides just a better uh, feel. It just, it works for me. Um, I love it. Andrew and Ellis on the desk have been amazing. I, I, I am loving them together. They are my favorite pairing of announcers on the desk is Andrew Guy and Mark Ellis. Uh, they work so well together. I love their chemistry. They work great. They're pretty, they're pretty great. I like the idea of, I like when Ken is on though as well. Um, I think he's very enjoyable. So, uh, one thing that I've noticed ooh. that they've gotten better at um, is like when they announce the winner. Like the first two matches, like there was like a pause, and then the guy walked up to announce the winner. Uh, the way that they have these edited now, it's very clean. That when they get the answer right, the person's mm. right there. Your winner is. Yeah. Here's another. You ready? Here's another small criticism. I think you can't criticize the schmodown, Jeff. 
I'd rather provide criticism and be told that it's not like, like I rather see if there's a way to provide criticism in a way that I feel like might be useful. Awesome. If it's not useful and it's just bitching and complaining, then I need to know. So I don't do it because that's not useful to anyone. Um, <laughs> in this new format, which I like so much about it. I really enjoy a lot of the stuff um, in there. That's, you know, it's been talked to death, you know, as far as things that I wish would, you know, I think work or be different is the canned laughter, the canned applause, that stuff. Yes. So my, it, my issue with that is sometimes the canned applause or whatever gets played and it sounds fake because of the way the acoustics differ from when Mark and, and Andrew or whoever else are talking and it sounds like it's just an audio file played over it. But then there's also the fact that during the match, they don't utilize the canned audience as much. So you're just hearing one person reacting or there's a couple people. There were so many times. And the audience sounds. I heard Chandra. Yeah. That's Chandra. They, and that's the problem is that we hear the audience that's actually there. And it sounds completely different from the canned audience sound of the applause. And so it just, it, it just becomes to me a distraction a bit. Like where I'm just thinking about that as opposed to thinking about the show. And it's the it's that's a little thing. That's a little thing that can be adjusted. It can be tweaked. It's early on in how to do this new format. We so if, if there are if there are whatever there can be in order to make it better incrementally bit by bit, hopefully they'll be able to take that. Hopefully they'll be able to take, you know, positive comments in stride. And anyone who's just a bullshit artist who's complaining for the sake of complaining because they have literally nothing else to do. Um, then you know, tell them to just fuck off. There's no reason to listen to those to those people. You know, I mean, once again, I've said it before. I've said it again. Like, this is supposed to be fucking fun. If you're gonna complain about it, get the fuck out of here. Like, you can you can talk about things you want to be different, but if you're just gonna fucking complain about every fucking thing in this show, get the fuck out. No one wants you around. You fucking miserable piece of shit. Stop complaining. <laughs> This is supposed to be enjoyable. I feel like you're going after someone without actually naming, and it's great. Yeah, you, uh, you miserable piece of shit. Yeah, I'm absolutely miserable. I'm absolutely <laughs> miserable. Uh, but no, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm really enjoying the show so far. Uh, Christian, yeah, you're right. I'll get out. Goodbye. You, whatever, <laughs> this this man. Uh, but no, very excited to watch this week's uh, pay-per-view. Um, that's $10 I spend every month. Um, it really is. Um, so I actually really enjoy it. Um, but no, we'll it'll be very exciting to watch. Um, just some other plugs for the channel. Uh, if you watched recently, I now have a baseball podcast on this channel. If you like baseball, um, make sure to go ahead and subscribe. If you also like hearing Jeff and I talk or Jeff calling someone out without saying their name, which is actually quite hilarious. Make sure to go ahead and subscribe to the channel as well. Um, we, I haven't talked to Jeff, Jeff about this, but I can almost guarantee he's on the same page. We will probably not do a moon night after show. Nope. Cause uh, let's like, I'm going to watch the show, but I'm not that like starts next week, right? It starts the 30th. Yes. Yeah, so it starts yeah, a week from I tomorrow. Next week, I don't even know if I'll be set up, if I'll be able to even probably yeah. do a show next week just because the way everything is. I would like to, maybe, just because of the fallout, but um, this is the thing. Every We have so many, like, you know, there are people who 
working early in the morning now on Saturdays and I've been doing all my moving and shit. I'd love to get back to doing one or two of these in the future. It's just taking time. So, and then of course it's just the, the real life moving around in the real world. Cause a lot of this online stuff worked and, and like really like flourished when the pandemic kind of locked everything down. Yes. Shug, it's the best $10 I've ever spent. Um, but no, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to play it by ear. May it's just people's schedules right now. Just don't work with it. Um, it is a bummer. <laughs> Pauline, Pauline, you take your time, Jeff, get your ass in gear. Um, Hey Buck, when's the last time someone told you to go fuck yourself? Uh, just now with you. I didn't tell you to. I was asking you. When's the last time someone told you to? It is just now. Go fuck yourself, Buck. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We will see y'all next time. (laughs)